Happy Valentine's Day, friends. It's Shiashi here, and this week we are changing things up a little bit. You guys will be getting not just one mini episode this week, but two. In talking with Maggie and Osh, I really, really wanted to cover a story today because it is Valentine's Day. We all know that this is a day that is dedicated to telling the ones you love the most that you love them. We also know that this day isn't any different for the many families out there still searching for clues and answers and still praying and waiting for their loved ones to come home. The last two full episodes that we covered about Ashley Aldrich and Rose Downwind impacted me in many ways, especially as a domestic violence survivor. It sickens me to my core when I hear stories of women whose tragic deaths were at the hands of someone that was supposed to love them. Domestic violence is prevalent everywhere, but the epidemic that Indigenous women face most often is met with crickets, with silence. Abusers thrive in silence because it's the quiet where they can make the most noise. They want us to be quiet. That's why telling these stories are so important. In my research, I found an article from NBC News that read that tribal nations and their people see a direct link between the devaluing of Indigenous women's lives through restrictions on criminal prosecutions in recent decades and the murder of Indigenous people through centuries of colonization. The Strong Hearts Native Helpline, which provides support to those experiencing domestic violence, said in a statement that this amounts to a continued genocide against Indigenous women. So what does this even mean? To put it simply, violence against Indigenous women is at unprecedented levels. Indigenous women and people go missing more than four times than white women, according to research conducted by the Urban Indian Health Institute in Seattle. What I found that was especially interesting is that recently, Washington State's legislature is considering a bill that would create an alert system for missing or endangered Indigenous women. The bill, HB 1725, is being proposed by Washington Attorney General Bob Ferguson and State Representative Deborah Lekanoff. According to reports, if implemented, the alert system would work similar to Silver Alerts, a public notification system often employed when elderly or cognitively impaired adults go missing, and would broadcast the missing person's information via highway advisory radio messages and send information to local media. There is currently no Indigenous people-specific alert system in the nation. Now, I'm not quite sure how I feel about this, because it is a step to doing something, but in reality, what can we do to ensure that no other Indigenous woman becomes a statistic? While this bill is still in its early stages, I can't help but wonder if an alert system like this existed in 2009, would it have helped in the story I'm covering today? Alyssa Angelique McLemore, a young mother and member of the Aleut tribe, was just 21 years old when she made a startling 10-second phone call to 911, a call that would be the only clue left before she vanished without a trace. On April 9, 2009, Alyssa received a call from her grandmother to tell her that her mother, who was suffering from an autoimmune disease, was getting worse and that she needed to come home. Alyssa promised that she would come home right away. Unfortunately, she would never arrive and her mother would pass away three days later without her devoted daughter by her side. Now, the circumstances around her disappearance have caused more questions than answers. The circumstances are actually downright scary and haunting. I've read through numerous articles and reports, and while there are conflicting accounts of when this tragic call was made, some stating it was only hours after she had spoken with her grandmother, others stating it was the following day. However, the call and what was said on that call has remained the same, only lasting 10 seconds, but that 10 seconds would be more than enough to signal to her family and to authorities 
that Alyssa is and remains in great danger to this day, almost 13 years later. In an article with People magazine, Alyssa's aunt, Tina Russell, shared that Alyssa called 911 and screamed for help before the line went dead. The entire call lasted 10 seconds. 10 seconds was all Alyssa had to try and get help. The Kent police worked for weeks to find the location of the distress call. Unfortunately, because her BlackBerry was not equipped with GPS, her phone could not be tracked. The phone would eventually go out of service a few days later. The family did file a missing persons report, but were told by police that nothing could be done until 24 hours had passed because Alyssa was an adult. They were eventually able to file her as a missing person. There were two sightings of Alyssa on the day she disappeared that were eventually reported. One witness spotted her where she was approached by a green 1990s model pickup truck. The witness believed the truck had an out-of-state license plate. Another witness told police Alyssa was with a Caucasian man in his 50s or 60s, about 5 feet 8 inches tall, and between 175 to 185 pounds. The man reportedly drove a green pickup, and it appeared that they were familiar with one another. Now, for transparency, I did also read that the area where she was spotted is a known hotspot for prostitution and drugs, and that Alyssa had been arrested for prostitution four times between September 2008 and February 2009. Even if that's the case, she called for help. At the time of her disappearance, Alyssa was unemployed but actively involved in taking care of her three-year-old daughter. Her daughter was with her father, Alyssa's boyfriend, at the time, and he would go on to say that Alyssa was a devoted parent who would not have abandoned her daughter. In 2019, on the 10-year anniversary of Alyssa's disappearance, a group gathered with the McLemore family, and as they released balloons with handwritten messages to Alyssa, a quartet of women drummed and sang the following, Sister, sister, I want you to know, you're strong and beautiful. I gotta know where did you go. I think of you every day since you've gone away. I'll say it again. They sang, I think of you every day since you've gone away. When I read that, my heart broke. It broke. Our missing and murdered indigenous sisters have families and friends, people who have spent their lives searching for answers, fighting for justice, fighting for their loved one's story to remain relevant. While an alert system for indigenous people would be one way to combat this epidemic of MMIW, the truth is it won't change unless people change. We face battles with tribal jurisdictions, stereotypes, long cycles of unchallenged abuse, the after effects of historical trauma, and just the struggles of being a woman in today's world. Things won't change until we as a society begin seeing not just indigenous women, not just women of color, but all women as human beings, not objects, but as people who matter. Our lives matter. Osh said in one episode, we're just trying to live our best indigenous lives, and I couldn't agree more. We try to stay connected culturally. We're mothers and daughters and sisters and cousins. We're beaters and artists and hairstylists and rug weavers and writers. We're people. The women we cover on this podcast are people who matter. And yet we continue to face high rates of sexual assault, domestic violence, and murder. And we're told it's our fault. According to Psychology Today... 20 people are physically abused by their partners every minute. Nearly 5 million women are victims of physical abuse by their partners every year, and over 38 million women in the United States have experienced physical, intimate partner violence in their lifetimes. I think the hotline said it best when it said, Fear muzzles the truth. It hides behind a veil of shame. It rips you open from the inside out, making you feel like less of a person, 
We also know firsthand that fearing an abusive partner can be paralyzing, traumatizing, and have long-lasting effects on people's psyche and body. To understand violence, we need to accept that fear is a completely natural reaction to a threat, and therefore, it is okay to be afraid. What we can't do, however, is point fingers at the victims and blame them for not speaking out sooner. We are not in their shoes, and we will never know exactly how they feel. I've been on the receiving end of violence, and I know what it feels like to feel helpless and scared to reach out. All I want to say to any of our sisters out there who may be struggling is that you deserve love free from conditions. You deserve to live a life free from abuse. You deserve to wake up each morning excited about what the day is going to bring. And I sincerely hope that one day you're able to get out of your situation and have the chance to make your dreams come true. You are worthy of all the beautiful things life has to offer. There are so many women out there like Alyssa who has family waiting for them to come home safely. I found a quote from Tina Russell that said, every single time there's a body on the news, there's a pause. It's literally like you're dead for a moment because you have to wonder, is it Alyssa? I think I've called the coroner more than anybody should in a lifetime. Alyssa McLemore is estimated to be around 130 pounds and is between 5'1 and 5'3 in height. She has black hair, brown eyes, and a scar on her abdomen. She would be 34 years old today. The Kent police are asking anyone with any information about Alyssa McLemore to call them anonymously on their tip line at 253-856-5808. We'll see you guys next week with a brand new full episode on Monday, February 21st. And we'll be back in a few days with another mini episode. Stay safe out there, friends. And remember, we are resilient. For links to information found for this episode, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at We Are Resilient Podcast. Send us an email at wearesilientpod at gmail.com or visit us at www.war-podcast.com.